Pete Sweeney and Joel Thorne from Head Pride in the studio today. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Hey, Will Smith's kind of like RG three. You know, he had his he had his time and and now tapered off. I'm not gonna disrespect RG three. <laughs> 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 RG three. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. Uh, we led today we led today's show with this, and I'm I want to get both of you guys' opinion is. We got a text yesterday, and you guys have probably seen this. It doesn't matter. One trade, one move isn't going to fix this defense. Getting Eric Berry back is not going to fix this defense. Or getting Justin Houston back isn't going to fix him. I don't think it's about fixing the Chiefs defense. We've seen 40% of the NFL season. You're not fixing the Chiefs defense. You can help the Chiefs defense, and that might be all the offense needs. All the offense might need to go to the Super Bowl is just getting a little bit of help. The Chiefs right now are 27th in the NFL scoring defense. If you can get the 20th, you got a shot, in my opinion. That that's not a fixed defense. Twenty still gets you what twenty five points per game you're giving up. But if you can improve by three to four points between now and the end of the season, man, you got a chance to do something. I think with this offense, absolutely, I agree. I think even like the twenty sixth, twenty seventh defense, uh, you're you're still sitting pretty good with the way the Chiefs' offense has been. Their defense has been bad all season, and they've been one of the two best teams in football. Um, so I don't want to overreact to to one loss. Like clearly the defense has been a problem, but just not that many offenses that are going to be able to put up forty consistently. On I the guess Chiefs. the question then becomes, Pete, is the defense worse than the offense is good? Me and Carrington yes. agree. This uh, this offense could be all time great. There've only been two teams in the history of the league to score thirty five points per game. I think the Chiefs could become the third. But is the defense so bad that it could cost that transcendent offense whatever as this season goes along? I think it was Andrew Siciliano of NFL Network who tweeted out this morning that the Chiefs' pass defense is on pace to be the worst passing defense of all time. <laughs> as good as this offense is, this defense probably could be historically bad in the other direction. Like, that is how bad it is. And I've been saying for weeks now, you just can't be number 32. If you can get them from 32 to about 20, you might be the Super Bowl favorites in the league. It's just so bad right now that there's going to be some team in the NFL playoffs that's going to knock them off at, at the way it is currently. Yeah, because Spectre and I were talking about this. Spectre always gets on me like you like having AFC conversations. Because, so we're on, I'm on the text line yesterday, and they're saying, I can't believe you would believe in the Chargers. The Chargers aren't good. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, if you don't like the Chargers, that's perfectly fine. We can all disagree on teams. Man, what teams do you like in the AFC then? Like, there's only one team in the AFC with five wins. That's the Chiefs. Every other team has four or less. There's only nine teams in the NFL that are under 500. Every team is so bunched up right now that we all got to pick teams we like. Maybe you like Tennessee. I don't like them. Maybe Pete likes Baltimore. I don't like them. But, man, at some point, we got to find the teams that we that we really like, and then we got to separate the real from the fake and the teams that legitimately have a chance to win a playoff game or two or the ones that are just going to finish 7-9, 8-8 eight and eight this year. Yeah, I think there's just a few that can score with the Chiefs. Patriots, Steelers come to mind. Maybe the Chargers, but it's still the Chargers. So what horrible injury or, or setback are they going to have? Um, so I think it's really just like those three at the top uh, that are kind of like the 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 true contenders, I would say. It might still be a little bit early to decide those tiers, who's the top yeah. tier, who's the next. Like heading into the season, we thought it was going to be Pittsburgh, New England. We didn't know if the Chiefs were going to be part of that second tier, that third tier. The way that it's played out so far, I'm going to say – the Chiefs are still definitely on that top tier along with New England. But I agree, kind of, as this season's gone along, and we've seen these teams right in front of our own eyes. Pete, what are the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point? What are the Jacksonville Jaguars? The last couple of weeks, they look like pretty average football teams. After this weekend, I've kind of written off the Jaguars as far as 
probably even be yeah. a playoff team. I don't know if they're going to make the postseason. I look at the Chargers, though, and I know it's one of those football cliches, but they're supposed to visit Arrowhead, right? So Chiefs will be favored. You figure they win that game. Mm-hmm. You're asking the Chiefs now to beat the Chargers three times. And we know that it starts to get tricky when teams can find, finally recognize uh, what teams like to do and things like that. Not to say that it's impossible to beat Usually, the Chiefs three times Usually, when's the last time the Chargers beat the Chiefs? The Nixon administration? You know, it, it, it's Chase Daniel was the quarterback. No, it, it, it's been a long time. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the only reason why I still am stuck on the Chargers, and I don't want people to think I'm picking them to win the division. I said after the Denver game, you win that game, you got a stranglehold on the division. I still think that's the case for the Chiefs. But a team like the Chargers is the one that would give the Chiefs problems. Yeah. A team that can run the ball really effectively. A team with a good quarterback. That if it has to be a shootout, if you got to win 45-42, the Chargers have all the infrastructure. Uh, they have all the pieces in place that could win a game 45-42. And they're about to get Joey Bosa back here in two weeks. Like again, I'm not saying the Chargers are better than the Chiefs by any means. But the Chargers are des- are definitely to me one of the four best teams in this conference. No, I think that's right. I like when I'm looking at the contenders, I compare them to the Chiefs, and for me, it's always just like how many points can you put up? Like I'm not even looking at your defense or anything else like that. Like can you put up 35? The Jaguars, they can't cross them off the list. Steelers, uh, Patriots, and uh, Chargers probably could, but I just can't get my head around the Chargers being like a formidable January opponent. Like something the for the last like, six w- years, something's always happened. To, to what you're saying though i mean the chargers could win in a shootout i think they make that list the ravens to me uh, i don't know i think you have that short list though if you if you're thinking about who could put up 35 points per game i mean i get it's the new england patriots you put up 40 points sunday night and you lost the game but didn't we have the same conversation last year that tennessee right there's no way they can come into airway because they can't outscore you sometimes you look on paper and you go man i hope that we don't have to face a team like the chargers or a team like team x that can go toe-to-toe scoring with the kansas city chiefs I think that we should just let this thing play out because at this point, even after losing to New England, Carrington, this team controls their own destiny and the schedule, at least on paper, should get significantly easier than it's been so far. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I made a list of the four teams I like in the AFC. It's the Chiefs, New England, Baltimore, and Los Angeles. I like Baltimore in a, they're like a better version of what Tennessee was last year. A team with a a decent enough quarterback, well-coached, can run the ball, can play good defense. I mean, Baltimore can hold this offense, I think, in a given scenario to 27 points, which might be enough in this scenario. Now, some things got to break offensively for them just based on Joe Flacco and stuff. But I like Baltimore. We already talked about the Chargers, New England's New England, and Kansas City. Those are the four teams I like. I just can't buy into Pittsburgh because of how up and down they are. I mean, something else is going to happen with Pittsburgh because it always happens. I don't like Tennessee this year. I'm with you when it comes to Jacksonville. Like, things have turned really quickly, and I can see that locker room kind of dividing between defense and offense, kind of like what happened with Denver last year. I mean, there's just not a lot of high-end teams in the AFC this year. Yeah, I I look at Baltimore, and you mentioned they're just an interesting team because – all these teams and the way the NFL is going, everything has an offensive feel now, especially here in Kansas City. It's an offensive team with a horrible defense at this point. So I look at Baltimore and I say, well, what's different about them? They actually look like they have a dominant defense, at least for this last stretch of games. And I'm wondering if that could be a difference maker and maybe them getting to an AFC title game out of nowhere. I mean, we've seen Baltimore sneak in a couple times. They, you know, in the 2010s or whatever it was, knocked off the New England Patriots, dominated them in that one game, I, I'm remembering. And so, I, not to say it's the same exact team, but a defensive team will ch- kind of change the game. And I wonder if, if you're the only type of team that, that's going to be tough to, to match up against if you're anybody. I want to get you guys take on this is what we led the show with on Monday is that I don't feel any different about the Chiefs or the Patriots. Like, I feel like in NFL games, it's kind of our nature to kind of view teams differently. Oh, you lost to this team. Oh, you lost in this situation. 
that I kind of came away thinking these are two very evenly matched teams yeah. that it matters who's home later in the season and it matters who's healthy at the end of the season. I don't think the Patriots are that much better than the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs are that much better than the Patriots. It is a near coin flip, 51%, 49% on the other side. Those two teams came off very evenly matched to me. I was, I was just having this this argument with somebody else arguing uh, how many times out of five, uh, you know, the Chiefs and Patriots are going to win. I, Two and a I, half. You know, like, yeah, like I, I argued that, you know, for some small reason, the Chiefs would win three out of five and the Patriots would only get two. Um, I, I came away, you know, frankly, kind of encouraged with that game that they went toe-to-toe in New England uh, down to the last second, and they, they had their, their mistakes that they may not make all the time. Mahomes isn't going to throw two picks, uh, you know, a bunch, and, and the Patriots aren't going to have no penalties very often. Um, so I felt, like, kind of okay, and I think the Chiefs win three out of five. And if you're looking for an advantage, like, in your conference, like, three out of five over the, the second-best team, like, that's about it. as good as it gets, and, right? And, and if there's a meetup again, it's kind of starting to become that it doesn't really seem to matter where this game is played. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see it at Arrowhead. The place would be crazy. I mean, come on, AFC Championship game at Arrowhead Stadium. That would be unbelievable. But if it happens to be in New England, I've seen that playoff game a couple of years ago. It looked all right. The team is significantly better and different. And the last couple of times that we've seen them at Gillette, hell, I made a case, Pete, heading into this game, that I thought the Chiefs should have been favored based on what the two teams had actually done this season. Now, we always use history right. as an indicator of the future. And usually in sports, especially with the Patriots, that's a really safe bet. But I figured that if you're really checking the boxes, what these teams have done this season, obviously the Patriots' defense is better than the Chiefs because every defense is better than the Chiefs. But the Chiefs' special teams is much better. And the Chiefs' offense, I thought, was significantly better. And I still believe that even after what I saw on Sunday night. Yeah, it was the home field advantage that got the spread in the other direction. And I think with Arrowhead Stadium, and I I would love, I think it'd be great for the city if to have another home playoff game. But to me, I think the Arrowhead advantage, as cool as it is, as cool as the red on red is, Arrowhead Stadium has not really historically and in recent history been an advantage. Are the Chiefs in the Patriots' heads, guys? Like, is that possible? No way. No? I don't think think so. I think it's just... Brady's not as good as it used to be. All That's right. it. <laughs> like, At some point, he's going to get old. There's going to be a crossover. There's got to be that yeah. next team. Yeah, I just feel like we keep saying that. And I'm I'm, I'm willing to be late to the party with the Patriots and early to the party with the Patriots. Like, you're right. Maybe Brady's getting old. Maybe he'll collapse in the playoffs. I've just seen 15 years of evidence to always side with the New England Patriots. Coming up on the other side, I want to play for you guys what Matt Miller said, what he thinks it would take to acquire Patrick Peterson, and what my biggest fear is in the second half for the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll give you a chance to win 1000 bucks for our National Cash Contest. All that coming up. Uh, it's the drive. Back in on the drive. Carrington here. Sports Machine here. Spectre here. Pete here. Joel here. Coming up in 10 minutes. We'll give you a chance to win 1000 bucks for our National Cash Contest. And you guys know what's coming up. The game with no name. Another week. Another competition between the drive and Arrowhead pride. I wanted to close our conversation, I guess, about the Chiefs and Patriots game. Because maybe this is like a weird thing. Talking about the Chiefs and Patriots is way more interesting to me than looking ahead to Chiefs and Bengals. You yeah. know? Like, yeah, like, for sure. Like, you got a chance to see Mahomes and Brady battle that on Sunday night football. I know there's other games on Sunday night football. Man, it's Andy Dalton on the road. Like, I feel pretty confident the Chiefs are winning this game. Kind of bummed it got uh, flexed to Sunday night, to be honest, because I'd rather have, like, a more exciting Sunday night game. I, there was nothing exciting about this game. We were talking about it in the media room today amongst some of the other other uh, journalists in there. There's there's nothing going on for this game. They're lucky it got moved to, to Sunday night football because that's what's interesting about it. If this is still a 4, to, four o'clock game, this is such, like, a downer after the New England Patriots. You guys sound like some dudes that have seen the Chiefs play three 
future Hall of Fame quarterbacks through the first six games <laughs> yeah. of the schedule. Oh, because you have. I mean, talk about spoiled, and I'm with you. This I just don't is- think Andy Dalton's good enough. Like, it really comes down to that. If they were, like, 10% better at quarterback, I'd respect They're them. 4 and 2. They don't suck. They're no, not a crappy football they don't, team. They don't, but I, I kind of feel very similar to this game the same way I felt against San Francisco when they played them earlier in the season. Now, San Francisco yeah, was, is, a, is a formidable team. Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy. is not coming on the road and beating this Chiefs team. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo and their offense can't score enough. I don't trust Andy Dalton and Cincinnati to score enough to keep up with the Chiefs. Yeah, I, it, it feels like, especially with Mahomes, that the Chiefs feel so solid in their tier and that the Bengals are so clearly just one tier, just one tier below them. Uh, but that's just that's like a sizable difference. Yeah, I just I just don't have a whole lot of respect for Cincinnati in this wow. environment. I, I just don't. I, I really don't have a whole lot of respect for well, Cincinnati. Well, they're 0-10 all-time on... Uh, Marvin Lewis is 0-10 all-time on Sunday Night Football. And, and, and I guess to answer like why I don't have a lot of respect for Cincinnati in this scenario is... We know that Arrowhead is going to bring it. Like, I don't know how the game's going to play itself out. I think I know how it's going to go. You're telling me Sunday night football, Joe's KC's open for the first Sunday in 20-something years? (laughs) I know Arrowhead's going to be amazing on Sunday night. Andy Dalton never plays well in those scenarios. Never plays well in those road special environments. What would make this game any different to me? I I think I know. It's that this team beats... Good teams. They've yeah, now won right. 37 of their last 48 games. That includes going on the road, beating the Patriots on the road, and beating the Falcons, beating the Super Bowl champions last year. They've beat a lot of really good teams in that stretch. But the teams that they've lost against, the Tampa Bays and Oakland and Dallas and the Jets and Buffalo, that's my only hesitation is this kind of reminds me of one of those type of teams. Yeah, I think there's a reason for the Vegas spread opening at six points. I just think it's that's good. it. I th- I I was thinking the same. I was thinking along what you're what you're saying right now. It should be more. I, I think the Chiefs will Chiefs will cover that no problem this this week. I think Cincinnati. It is more likely that Cincinnati gets smoked in this game yes. than win. Your touchdown like, favorites against the like third best team in the AFC. That's some respect right there. Yeah, I'd third say. best record wise. But does anybody really believe that Cincinnati so far has been anything more than smoke and mirrors? Honestly, you're talking about a team that's coached or that's. It's quarterback by Andy Dalton, and you want to talk about Groundhog Day. I like Marvin Lewis. I think that he's a really good coach, but it's basically the same thing year in, year out with that guy and that team. No respect for the Red Rifle? I just, no, no. Well, I mean, not a lot. Red if we're starting rifle. to rank the quarterbacks, I've got him kind of in that Blake Bortles family, maybe like somewhere between 18 wow. and 25. Wow. I have absolutely no respect for Andy Dalton. You can put me Blake in that Bortles category. Blake Bortles category? No yeah. Oh, my goodness. They both he, suck. They both are, you know, very below average NFL quarterbacks. What do you want to say? He might be a slightly better version than Blake Bortles. They ain't that much different to me. They're redheaded Blake Bortles. They're literally yeah. not that much different wow. to me between Andy Dalton and Blake Bortles. This is maybe my biggest fear with the Kansas City Chiefs. If you watch that Sunday night football game and you take a snapshot of it, and let's fast forward 10 weeks, and then I tell you guys that one of those two defenses that you saw is going to get better, who picks the Chiefs defense? Nobody does. Nobody is picking if I tell you the week six game you saw between the Chiefs and the Patriots, and now we play each other again in the playoffs, and one of those teams' defense is going to improve, none of you think it's the Chiefs. Everyone thinks it's New England. Because we all know that the Patriots are going to be a different team defensively in Week 17 than they are in Week 7. Do we know that about the Chiefs? Aside from Eric Berry coming back and Justin Houston coming back, which let's see what happens. I think they come back, but let's see what happens. That's your only hope other than going out and making a big-time kind of move for this defense to get drastically better, in my opinion. If you do make that move, though, let's just go glass half full for a second, all right, and say everything works out well because so far in 2018 it has. And in a couple weeks, Justin Houston's back, and he looks like he has so far. And in a couple weeks from then, Eric Berry comes back. And in between, you make a move. Then all of a sudden, you're talking about a linebacker core with Justin Houston, 
You're talking about a secondary that has, in theory, I get it, this is very glass half full, Eric Berry, and let's say Patrick Peterson or whoever they add to it. Then you're definitely talking about what you guys were discussing a few minutes ago. A defense that isn't great, but that's probably 20th, 21st. Yeah. And at that point, as long as you've still got the best offense in the league or close to it, you're beating everybody on the if, schedule. If Eric Berry and Justin Houston, if adding them gets you up to the 26th, 27th ranked defense, like that's probably good enough. Like if Justin Houston is there and not Breland Speaks, they probably beat the Patriots. So, I mean, so they just need knew, like that little bit. But even if you knew that Eric Berry was going to come back 100%, let's call it tomorrow, don't you still think this team has to make a move on that side of the ball? Has to? Uh, I do. Um, if there's if there's somebody like reasonable available, it's so hard in the middle of the NFL season to find somebody who's like actually going to make a difference. There's no Cleo Mack isn't walking through that door, but it I just, just it it feels like a championship year. So like you go all out to do what you can. My thing is like you know how much second ago I was saying Andy Dalton and you guys were giggling and laughing like comparing it to Blake Bortles. That's how I feel when you guys are like when Eric Berry and Justin Houston come back, <laughs> like. Who knows if they're even going to be back this I'm year? These guys be, are injury prone as hell. We don't know what the hell days. is going on. D Ford going on with injury Eric Berry. Like to me, Pete. The only the only disagreement I have with you because at the core, I think you make a good point. The only reason I disagree with you is the Chiefs continue to operate like a team that thinks Eric Berry's coming back. Man, no team is every single week giving up a roster spot on a guy they don't think. Well, is some people back. lie to themselves. Every time I go out to Westport, every Friday night, I tell myself I'm picking up the hottest girl at the bar. You know how often that happens, guys? <laughs> once. <laughs> once. Once ever. Okay. And that's by my own she wasn't even the hottest girl at the bar, but she looked pretty good. I, I, I'm not That's what the Chiefs are doing right now. I know, but I'm saying is if the Chiefs are this wrong on Eric Berry, when you could have put him on injured reserve, you could have been filling that roster spot. If they miss it that bad that he doesn't play at all. Man, you got a whole Brett Veach and Andy Reid accountable of how could you have been this wrong about it? That the I would say the public, the Kansas City fans, most people are giving them 10 weeks without having Eric Berry and just giving up that roster spot every week. People are giving him 12 weeks to give up that roster spot. He has to play at some point this season for me to justify this day-to-day charade they've been doing for the last eight weeks. It was never my intention to come in here and call anybody out, but PUP is eight weeks. We're now at game seven. He should have been on PUP. I mean, that, that's the bottom line. I mean, I don't, I don't know what is exactly going on behind the scenes, but at this point, he should have been on PUP. I mean, right. because if he's going to be out seven games, he should have had that roster spot for somebody else through eight. And if we're talking calling out and shoulda, coulda, woulda, and what would have made this team better, the secondary was a train wreck, but way longer than before the season started. I mean, you trade away your best player in Marcus Peters. You flirt, you sign David Amerson. You cut him before the season started. You sign Orlando Skandrick when anybody could have had him. Bashad Breeland comes to the dorms, eats with you, chills with you, doesn't end up playing. You sign that dude, Ward. You re-sign Ron Parker. Granted, you didn't know that the Sorensen injury and the Eric Berry injury were going to be as bad as they've been. So let's not pretend like the entire secondary hasn't been a train wreck the way that Brett Veach in the front office have handled it. I mean, they, they tried to trade for Earl Thomas like several weeks ago. That just tells me all I need to know about how they how they view the, the secondary. And I mean, I, I don't know how much credit you get for putting out a fire that you caused. I will give them credit. It would have been easy to die with the lie of David Amerson. They cut David Amerson. They brought in Orlando Skandrick, and they've been right. Like, I kind of give them a pass now on David Amerson because they at least made the situation right. They at least got the veteran corner on the one-year deal that they were hoping to get. It might not be the one it was in June, but they at least got the right one in Orlando Skandrick. Yeah, how many times in the NFL across the league do we see teams die with their wrong decisions? So you're absolutely right. I think they do deserve credit for saying, okay, we were wrong about something. They admitted it. Brett Veach admitted it on the conference call, said he was taking really just a chance here. It didn't work out. They brought in Skandrick. Game prediction for Sunday. Uh, 3018 Chiefs. 
thirty to eighteen. That yep. might be the first time in NFL history that was a score of a game. Six primetime field goals for the Bengals. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> gracious. That's not gonna happen. I'm gonna go uh, forty two to twenty four Chiefs. How much odds do you want to get me that Cincinnati scores a touchdown in the game? None. Okay, I just said you said I mean you said you don't have a scoring a touchdown. I know if you want yeah, to give some odds. have a little have a little side action on it. I didn't know. If you got six field goals in this game, because I will definitely take the Chiefs giving up a touchdown. I don't think I could put odds on that. They're, Andy Dalton's going to go nuts. They're probably, yeah, they're probably going to. It's probably going to be talk like too much smack. 49-47 for sure. And what do they give up? 340 yards on average to the opposing quarterback, and I get it. He's not Ben. He's not Raw. He's not Rivers. He's not who we saw last week in Tom Brady. Very average quarterback, but pretty average quarterbacks throw for 300 yards against this team in their sleep. This has the feel of a they get up by three touchdowns early and then slowly let them back in the game and end up winning by yeah, 10. It does. it does feel like that kind of game. <clears throat> that is Joel Thorman from Arrowhead Pride. Also, Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Always good talking football with you guys. See you, fellas. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain or i don't know maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a major league baseball park check it out and if you like it tell a friend i'm spencer hall don't do anything smart